Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Last episode, after a certain amount of procrastination and sightseeing, you finally made your way down into the dark to the gates of Kemadosh, a drow city in the ragged coast. You've informed the gate guards that you have posted to deliver for the temples, and somewhat rudely, they have let you know that they will inform the temples of this. They've made no effort to uh, even start the process of letting you into the city. Oh, good. Well, at least you did not hear them. They did. They weren't asking anyone's names. They weren't suggesting any paperwork. Right. They have, however, said that you can camp in front of the gates until your business is done. You did a little light shopping, which is entirely unlike you. And I believe settled into rest. For most of you, with the exception of Rill, it's very strange being down here. There are none of the natural cycles that you're accustomed to. There's no weather. Even the temperature just stays at the steady, cool level that it's been since you got underground. No breeze, no evening dew. No moon, no stars. You're not even sure whether it's evening, midnight, you can't tell. Time just levels out, just drags along at a steady pace of its own, and it's very difficult for you to track. But at some point you do fall asleep, and at some point you do wake up. The ragtag stalls that are set up in this area before the gates, some of them stay open with people taking shifts, some of them close. Some new ones set up. One caravan of wagons takes a good 10 minutes to pass you, pulling out and up into the tunnel. But nothing really happens. It's stressfully tedious. Man, this is very unfamiliar and I can't relate. (laughs) I don't know whether any of you want to do any more looking around or if you're content for me to skip to the next bit. Skip away. Cool, I'll skip. So the next thing that happens, I'm assuming that you're keeping at least half an eye on the gate, just watching the comings and goings. Most of those comings and goings are people will go up to the gate and then walk away from it again. There's not a lot of people going through in either direction. So it's notable when someone actually comes out. They are dressed as most of the drow are dressed. They're wearing dark clothing with some light places for contrast, some brightly white embroidery on their hems. They're not wearing a veil, which most of you are used to drow being veiled most of the time, but evidently down here where there isn't any sunlight, they don't need to protect themselves that way, so they don't. It's not part of the, uh, the standard outfit. But this figure comes out of the gate carrying 
a familiar kind of stack of small parcels and starts looking around, asking if anyone knows where the couriers have camped. The guards evidently didn't give them very much information, but after asking a couple of people, they do find their way over in your direction. Rill, you would recognise this person. Uh, This is Perilashkar, who is one of the clerics from the Temple of the Messenger. Uh, You have met him before. I'll I'll wave at him and and kind of gesture, you know, this way. Uh, He brightens and comes over and says, Rill? Yeah, hi. (laughs) Hi, I... You're a courier now? Um, yeah. Temporarily, you know. Had to do something for money. Sure, yeah. Is it interesting? (laughs) Very. You wouldn't believe the kind of fashion they have up there. It's so gaudy. Anyways, here, we have these books for the temple. Oh, yes. Those will be the um, divination records and the marriage records and things. Um, I can take those back. Do I need to sign anything? No, no, it's fine. All right, well, I've got these ones for you. And he hands, holds out this stack of this. There's three small parcels. One of them is a slightly squashy packet. One of them is a small book. Neither of those weigh particularly much. And then one of them is a quite heavy wooden box, about 18 inches by 12 by 6. Oh, what's in this? It's sending stones. Oh. Well, it's half of a, several pairs of sending stones. Only one of them's actually for, what did he say, Eisenbrook couriers or something? There's one for there and there's one for the other places, but we'd only get so many couriers to the surface. So I think if you take them to your guild, they can send them on to the other places. That's what they told me. That sounds about right, yeah. Cool. So that yeah, that's sending stones and we've got all the other ends. What's the tariff on this lot? Oh, and there's a letter. Uh, Digs in his pocket and says, "That, that one's for the scroll keeper hour, are they? All right, and he'll take that and uh, tell him what the yeah you can go through your everything your is set of tariffs. It, it'll come to about three hundred and eighty gold for the lot, and Perilashka kind of nods and counts on his fingers for a minute and says, "They asked me to try." Digs in his pocket. Can I give you? It would be be about two hundred gold and these, and holds out two fine rubies. Um. Yeah, I. We can take those, I think. Rill looks at the rest of the party. Well, I'd... I might be able to give you a better estimation, but the thing is, they removed the appraise skill, I think in 3.5, so... (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I don't don't know if we can take payments in rubies. Do we have a tariff for rubies? You you don't have an explicit tariff, um... You would know from talking to Orlan about it that you are allowed to take payment in kind of, of things that are you know, appropriately resaleable. You're just supposed to sort of err on the side of undervaluing them just in case. Mm-hmm. I feel like rubies are generally quite valuable. Rubies are quite valuable. Yeah. And taking well, a look at these, this, you can take a minute to sort of pass them around and examine. This does look like an appropriate exchange. It doesn't look like he's trying to stiff you. He's just trying to keep hold of more of the... Uh, exchangeable currency if he can right but yes you you are allowed to do this okay then we'll take them okay then you have been given those three packages one letter for the scroll keeper 180 gold sorry 200 gold and two rubies can we continue with the the new and exciting convention of listing all of our carried um 
Why is that you to arrange amongst yourselves? No, 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 no. Hang on a second. The question is, can we just record? We have payment received. Oh, right. Um, Rather than tracking exactly what it is. Yes, but if you then want to spend any of your guild funds... Sure, sure. We will have to raise that back up from the abstraction layer. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I feel good about that if we don't have to constantly track it unless right. we really need to dip into it. Yeah, there's, there's, in general, I don't, yeah, exactly. Unless you need to spend it, I don't think there's anything gained from tracking it to the gold piece. That seems like the boring kind of numbers. Like, I bored myself making you care about it. So, <laughs> now we're not going to care. So what exactly did we receive again? Uh, you received uh, two large rubies um, and uh, 200 and, gold. And gold. Okay, so you received a combination payment in gold and rubies for your uh, your new post. Paralashka takes make, makes an awkward stack of the things that you're handing them and balances them in his arms and says, "I'll I'll let your father know that you're back." Uh, yeah, sure. But wait, did you learn anything fun while you're up there? Uh, real things back to werewolf attack, giant slug attack. <laughs> Come on, you got any fun secrets? Well, uh, you know, maybe, maybe when I when I come to the temple, I'll I'll track you down and we'll we'll gossip about it. All right. All right. When are you coming in? Oh, in a little while. Just got to deal with the paperwork and everything. You know. All right. I'll see you on the inside. Thanks, all of you. Drops off back to the gate with awkward pile of parcels. Oh, wait, before he goes in, did he just take uh-huh. the stuff from for just the messenger? Because we had some for um, She Who Walks on Starlight, too, and I think a letter. Uh, he's taken both things for both temples. Um, okay. I don't know whether you've asked him to, whether you've just snuck the other letter in with the things. No, because we handed it to the guards, and I think they said they would do something with it. Yes, you did. Okay. They have presumably done something with it. So, yeah, you, you have given him the things for both temples. Okay. And then you're kind of back to kicking your heels, looking around. You're in a big natural cavern. Nothing is happening. What do we have left? Uh, nothing. We can go now if we want to. It depends whether you want to try to get more post to take away. So you've got, you've got things from the temple. But if you want to, because I know you've been asking around for places as you came through, if you wanted to try more generally for post... That's true, we could. Stick around a bit. I mean, we can do a round of the outside, them inside, we can't really talk to. I guess we'll do a round, we can do a round of the uh, apertures as well. Real, do you want to hit up the shop fronts while we sort of just wander around the people waiting outside? Yeah, I'll do that. All right. We do that. All right. ADM question. Are you, in fact, making any efforts to enter the city, Real? Uh, he wasn't at first, but now I think, I I think he will be. He'll he'll go around to the different shops and see if they actually want you know anything sent up or anywhere, and then um go while everybody else is dealing with like the other stuff. Go and talk mm-hmm. to the guards and get that started. They take your name. Do you have your papers with you, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, and right here, and he'll pull them out of his bag and you know show them. There is, there is a, a careful inspection, sort of reading every line, checking that they look genuine, that you've not been, that you've not been 
you know, kicked out for any crimes, that you're actually allowed to have left in the first place, because if you didn't, if you didn't have permission to leave in the first place, we really can't let you back in. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Look for this and say, any, any contacts who you'd like us to inform to sponsor your entrance? Otherwise, it may take a day or two. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, my father at the, the college will be able to sponsor that. They make, make notes not on your paperwork. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So fold up your visa, hand that back to you and go, I'll, uh, I would recommend you check by in three or four hours to see if there's been any progress. Sure. You, you are probably intimately familiar with this attitude. This is the, the slow-walked bureaucracy of, we don't want to pass a law against this, but also we want to make it really inconvenient. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so after that's done, and I know I'm just going to be waiting, I'm going to go and make sure the rest of the party isn't, uh, you know, lifting people 20 feet in the air over, like, <laughs> a, a fake genie lamp again or something. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was a perfectly rational set of decisions. <laughs> um, you do pick up a couple of letters from people in the the shop fronts in the wall. Um, also, one of them says that they will let the local messenger people inside the walls know to sort of run around and check whether anyone wants anything taken back. And, th- and they make a note of your route back just to make sure that they can give good information. So, we uh, we off now? Making tracks again? Uh, no, we're going to try and get back inside the city, actually. Oh? I think I can get the three of you in. Okay. Although it's um, unusual, but... Is there a Sorry. chance that we, that any one of us or all of us would not be able to get in? Well, real sort of trails off. Uh, is there actually a way that, like... How how normal is this? I'm assuming quite unusual for like a drow to bring people into the city. It would be possible. It might take you seven more days, and you would need to have some kind of business inside the city. They probably wouldn't just admit you for tourism. Right. But having you vouching for them would certainly help. Yeah, I mean, we are doing a job, and... I mean, you're not just wandering around by yourself. I'd be with you the whole time, just to make sure nothing happens. I frivolously use Alter Self just to change my face and go, Hey? Hey? I mean, it is easier for a foreign drow to get in than an elf. If you can pull off the act. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's see Tipstickery do that. That'd be fun. No, all of us be disguised as drow. I don't know how the, I don't know how the other two would uh, would manage that. You could always disguise yourself as a dog. That works very well. We've proved this. Yes, I could. I could just be be wolfy. Oh yes, 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 indeed, officer. Yes, all of my friends have left, but also I have these new friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a dog that's wearing the same armor as one of my old friends. One deaf mute. Illiterate foreign drow. <laughs> One dog. And also, I guess just this human also is still here, in fact. Are no, you trying no. this? No, God, no. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it'll be fine. I'll vouch for you. I'll just have to make sure that you all don't wander off and get lost somewhere. Uh, it can be a little 
a little confusing. Real is vastly understating the uh, terrible winding roads and things that are in this city, but you know, it's home, so he's used to it. <laughs> oh, I decided to be a dragonborn for a bit just while we're waiting. So, yeah, as far as the rest of you are concerned, Terpsichore has just turned into a wholly imaginary creature. Didn't know you could do that. Well, I mean, and I kind of tug awkwardly at the size of my robe as I realise that a tail was not accounted for in my general um, sartorial bow plan. And I become extremely glad that I am not wearing breeches and in fact wearing a robe and tunic. Yeah, your, your skirts are suddenly shorter. <laughs> You're Marilyn Monroeing. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You've gone from getting the kind of looks that strangers generally get to, <laughs> like, you are turning heads now. You are this magnificent, scaled, heavily built, tailed creature that no one has ever seen before. Mm. Well, you know, I do some prestidigitation and fire some fireworks out my fingertips. I mean, if they want to stare, I could machine. No one ever accused me of being dignified. You are starting to gather a crowd because this is clearly a show. You, they found a busker with really good disguise skills. This seems fun. Are you kidding me? Could I have just done this all along instead of mucking around with fires and powders? <laughs> <sighs> um, well, I guess, I guess since we have a few hours to wait anyway, I'll put on an to show. <laughs> <laughs> I can use prestidigitation to make up to make up for my. Um, I can use a conjure flame to make up for my lack of an actual brazier. I can't really do anything fun, fancy with the smoke because I don't have enough hands. But you know, that is the most chaotic bisexual theater kid energy. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much Tupsikari's vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to roll me a performance check? Oh yes, I'd love to make you a performance check. This is the most important thing we could possibly be doing right now. I'm so glad you are. That would be a 17. They are pleased by your performance. If slightly confused that anyone is busking outside of the gates. But, you know. Don't make any money. Hey Ben, don't make any money. <laughs> you make, let's say... Seven silver, but also someone does offer you a free lunch. Oh, yes. I'm loving this. So, what are the limits of that whole real sort of gesture just at all of Tipsickery? Um, <laughs> now, Scaly. I mean, let me think. What can't I do? Um, I can. I can't make myself. Bigger or smaller, so I can't be like a halfling or whatever. Hmm. Um, let me think. You can't, uh, I think you I can't, can't have extra limbs, so you can't grow wings. Yeah, I can't be like a monster or whatever. Um, I can do like claws and fangs and stuff. I can do gills and such. Um, and I've got to change into something. I've got to change into like a, a race that I've seen before. Where have you seen... Th this, 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 all of this is not real. Where did you see this? Huh? Oh, I mean, I'm from way out east back in the day. Real raises both of his eyebrows very high. What? I mean, I know you don't get them over here. 
no. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just don't travel all that much. Rill looks at Ember and Alusha, mystified. Yeah, I've not seen any dragonborn on this continent. Or gnomes come to that? What? Ember and Alusha, you would you would both have heard of these of dragonborn and gnomes, but in the same way that you've heard of the tooth fairy, like that they are as as far as you know they're mythical. You've never met one. Gotcha. Okay. So Alusha's definitely baff- like on the baffled side. She and she just like shrugs her shoulders and is just like, I mean. We've seen some pretty odd things before, so I guess maybe I'm inclined to believe to believe them. I guess I never really realized it was a big a big secret that they I have so many questions. What do they eat? I mean, how do they dress? What do you do with the tail? Well, how, I don't how know. Okay. Work? Wait, I mean as far as I'm concerned, um gnomes dress kind of like this and Dragonborn is kinda of like that, and I describe some things that I Vaguely remember seeing a gnome and a dragonborn wearing respectively, because I don't. That's that's not my brief. It's not in my brief. Yeah, like um, you, 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 you describe some outfits. Yep, they they don't closely resemble outfits that anyone else has seen in common use. But you know, they're reasonable descriptions of clothes that could be worn. Nothing too outlandish. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they eat? I mean, I don't. No, off the top of my head, I guess normal food. I, I assume they eat whatever they can get locally, same as most people. I don't think they eat like special fairy dust. Well, they might as well. What do you mean they might as well? They're just yeah. people who are from further away than. Really, y'all drink this fermented mushroom water stuff and try to call it coffee like yeah and you drink it's fermented just beans and you call that coffee it they're not fermented well they're roasted but my point is that just different cultures eat or drink different things and that doesn't make it weird but the existence of them is weird why? Why is this so weird to you? Like, like they're just from far away. If you get on a boat, you can go visit them. Same as I don't know, you can visit like other places. Go down like the edge of the world. Yeah, they're significantly less weird than the weird void things from the edge of the world. I think it might yeah. be even okay. Yeah. I was going to say it might be even weirdness, but to be fair, they have not come out of the void and attacked me, so I think the beetle wins. Alright, cool. Well, well then. Good. I'm glad we got to do some learning about each other and the world around us, some exposition, like... <laughs> <laughs> Will is just astonished that nobody else is more astonished by this. <laughs> I mean, if you want... We can toss in this whole courier business, go down to Vanguard, get a ship, and go finding Dragonborn, I guess. I mean, if I brought back any news about Dragonborn or gnomes being real here, I could... I could... I would make so much gold. Wait, I mean, really? Yeah, they're like... <laughs> they're, they're like fairy tales. They're not real. They don't, you know, actually Are you suggesting that I can now make so much gold? I mean, I'm here, and I have new that, like, real open to mouth. 
and does not know what to say to stop Tipsickery from just being a a disaster tornado and just closes his mouth again. <laughs> At about this point, while Tipsickery still looks like a dragonborn, you walk back past the gate on your perambulations, um, and you see standing slightly awkwardly just inside a very familiar drow gentleman who brightens immediately when he sees you and waves and uh real this is your father uh real waves back and then just like nervously continuously tucks his like hair behind his ears and is like trying to straighten himself up a little bit and like elbows tipsickery hard in the uh ribs change back all right fine i do that and then wriggle a bit to readjust my clothing. Vaughn kind of steps over to one of the guards and says something to him quietly, and they nod back and steps out to meet you, reaches out with both his hands to take yours. says, Rill, I didn't know you were coming. Yeah, well, I would have written a letter, but, you know, I would have had to deliver it then. <laughs> so you're, you're working for the, uh, the Couriers Guild, someone said. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that... This this is Alusha and this is Ember and this is Tipsickery and Real you know gives a round of introductions. Very nice to meet you all. Hope you're looking after my son. I don't need looking after Dad. Everyone needs looking after. Are you well? Are you are you? Yeah. Enjoying yeah. yourself. It's interesting up there. <laughs> Not. Not quite what I expected, but it's it's fine. Well, if if you if you're unhappy, you know you always have somewhere to return to. I know. Well, let's 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 find somewhere to sit down, have a have a conversation. Are you um? I hope you're going to visit Silas while you're here. Of course, yeah. Um, is is she uh, is she at the temple or um somewhere else? But I haven't seen her in a few days. You'd, you'd have to... Uh, I can ask around. I can let her know you're here. Sure. I was trying to get in. Um, I was going to find you and then find her. Well, I'm, I'm sure I can get you in. We can, we can go and find her together. Okay. Um, and, and my friends would like to come too, of course. I'll uh, vouch for them if it's needed. Oh, well, that might be more difficult. I mean, I, I don't know. No offence, but I, I don't know any of you. That that would be. I don't know if the uh, the customs officials would like that. Oh, trust we're 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 postmen. They're very professional. Very professional. Nothing untoward will happen. <laughs> Ember like starts to straighten themselves up to try to live up to this description of very professional. <laughs> L- luckily for all of you, Vaughn rolled low on his insight check. <laughs> Real lies, lyingly about his friends. Yeah, it's all right. He rolled a seven. You're fine. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> he will lead you over to the the small queue to to get led into the city and wait with you while it creeps very slowly forwards. Now, while while you've been exploring, did you um, hear anything about your mother? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I haven't been um, very many places that. Well, Any news like that might be. One day you will. I'm. I'm certain of it. 
Sure you will. Just have to keep your ears open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. He looks just sort of terribly sad that you're not more enthusiastic about this. So, um, is it, is it, uh, are there a lot of couriers in the guild? Is it a large organisation? And he kind of makes awkward small talk in the manner of someone who does not understand what you do for a living. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he's, will... he's, trying, he's just trying to take an interest in your life. Yes. <laughs> Love when parents do this. Great. Uh, Real will do well... his damnedest to get Ember and Alusha and everybody to, to also, like, answer questions and <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> So someone, quick, we need an anecdote. Yeah. It doesn't involve one of our members secretly being a werewolf. <laughs> you need somebody to tell a story, you say. <laughs> so Sigri is happy to dominate the conversation and avoid any actual questions being, asked, being answered with long and rambling stories that entertainingly told. <laughs> I kind of want to make your own performance again, but I think we'll just say that yes, you are capable of making small talk. It's within your skill set. <laughs> Eventually, you reach the the front of the queue, and there is a long and complicated conversation in Undercommon between Vaughn and the guard, and occasionally Rill. Which, in as far as you can pick up what's going on, sounds like a lot of it is circular. It just kind of drags on, and papers are shown and inspected and given back, and. You are each individually glared at suspiciously. Eventually, uh, he turns back to you and switches into Overcommon, uh, which he has been speaking most of the time out of deference to the rest of you, and says, well, we can take you in, but no more than four hours, and uh, Rill has to accompany you everywhere. And you'll need uh, papers of some visas. And the guard is fetching these very formal-looking slips of parchment um, which are kind of admit one tickets and hands them out to you and, and says an undercommon. And if any of them commit any crimes while they're inside, you are liable, sir. Understood. You are reluctantly allowed inside. Of note, no bribes appear to have been exchanged during this conversation, just a lot of arguing around the bureaucracy. But you are finally, after some discussion, permitted into Kemadosh, and you are probably expecting that on the inside of the gate, things will open up again and you'll be in a space with streets and buildings. And that is not at all what it's like inside. The gate in the wall across the end of this cavern, the wall basically fills the end of a, a tunnel or a natural pipe in the stone. A lot of it is still rough at the edges, especially at the top. The floor's been smoothed off. Buildings have been set in where there's space you probably haven't gone more than 40 yards before the tunnel takes a twist and then after about that again it forks and then there'll be an open space of 50 yards 100 yards across and then it'll narrow down again to something that's now only two people wide and then this is a winding labyrinthine collection of tunnels and air spaces in the rock and from what you can see there's not been a lot of new carving this has all been built into in stone or sometimes timber the existing spaces it hasn't been carved out it's been colonized real this to you is totally normal you've seen this every day for of everyone course. else you are immediately lost 
you can't see any landmarks even because there's no open spaces enough for you to see things. It's just twists and turns and buildings and corners and stairs. But Vaughn and, and Brill are leading you perfectly confidently uh, through this space. Uh, Vaughn says, well, I think, well, if you say where you want to take your friends while I look for Silas, we, I can, we can part ways. Uh, is there anywhere you all would like to go? If I had any sense of where to go, uh, I, I'm fine with whatever with whatever you want to. Ambril, do you have anywhere in mind that you want to show your friends? Uh, well, I could take them to the college. It would be something fun to do, and we could look for uh, divination stuff there too. I think. <laughs> You're not planning on stealing from my library. No, of course not. But uh, we have a friend we told we'd bring some uh oh really yeah uh yeah at um uh, up in eisenbrook uh, a wizard that we met roll deception oh boy <laughs> which you're good at i'm sure oh no fuck <laughs> oh, that wasn't that one Quick, what's your great what's your great charisma modifier? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's not lying about most of it, is the thing. He thought he could get away with this. Yeah, your father gives you this look of parental concern more than anything. <laughs> just as just I hope you're not getting into any trouble up there. No. Well, if you're you know you can always come to me if you need me. I know, Dad. Thank you. I I know. Really, it's it's fine. It's all fine. Okay. All right. And you continue to <laughs> make your way through, <laughs> through through the winding passages. <laughs> as as with most of what you've seen in the city, the college when you reach it, you only know you've reached somewhere important because the door is fancier. It's just unlike on the surface where you'd have big walls and towers and things you could see from a distance. Here it's more you turn a corner and there's this really fancy brass and gilt door set into quite a large tunnel entrance, probably 15 feet across. And then a much smaller door set into the large door that people actually come and go through. Hey, real, hey, uh, real. But that's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, he thanks. <laughs> real doesn't know how to reply to that. Yeah, he's, he's fine. I thought you ran away from the terrible rigours of your home life, etc. No, you did, apparently. I mean, yeah, but still. No, I didn't run away from anything. I told you, yeah. I just wanted to save the world. It's fine. <sighs> I bet you're not even a real princess, neither, now. <laughs> Vaughn is eavesdropping like mad. <laughs> oh, wait, shit, is he still with us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with us? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shoot, did I? No, I didn't. That's my plan for next level up. Never mind. You are, you are allowed into the college with much less fuss than getting into the city. And Vaughn um, points out where his office is. But, then says, but if you wanted to take a look for divination books, you'd want to go uh, that way, second left, and then follow the stairs all the way up. Right. I'm sure we can find it. Come on. 
I'll, I'll send a note to Silas to say you're here. Pulls right. at your backs. <laughs> you <laughs> run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see retreats. <laughs> you have been to this library so often that you really did not need directions. Uh, when you find it, it's got it's longer than it is tall, so it's got quite a low ceiling. It's only sort of seven or eight feet, slightly uneven ceiling, with shelves of very fancy surface timber that's all match. So it looks like at some point the bookshelves have been expensively replaced. There are some bound books. Uh, they are somewhat outnumbered by scrolls. If you go far enough into the historical sections, you will find uh, carved stone things and cast bronze things that have been acquired from more ancient ruins, even than the drow remember, and brought here. Because this is something of a sort of book museum as well as a working library. There are definitely curiosities and artifacts tucked away, which you have spent many hours poring over with your little sticky fingers as a child. Is there anything particularly you'd like to look for while you're here, or are you just sightseeing? Bill is going to let everybody else decide if they want to look at anything in particular. He can point them in the right directions for everything. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know if there's any sort of information on new gods and, um, I guess, the history of gods. Okay. Um, Will can definitely point you at the religion section. I don't know whether you'd have spent much time in here previously. Um, so you may not know exactly sort of what books to look for. You can take a look around. There's, there's a lot of what I want to call scriptural writings. So there's a lot of, most of this is focused on the drow gods. And most of it is not historical. Most of it's sort of teaching books or books of theology or fairly arcane discussions of you know, the differences between divine magic and wizardly magic and that kind of very dense stuff. Um, you have slightly better luck as you reach the end of the, you know, going through each of the traditional drought gods. And at the end, there's a section on warlock patrons, um, or at least that's the closest translation that Rill can give you of it, because you don't speak under common, do you? Nope. Yeah, so Rill is translating as you, as you go along. This is the section, it's, it's entitled something, yeah, the closest translation is warlock patrons or, or sub-divine powers. Hello. <laughs> Tepsekiri is suddenly interested. And there you find sort of several things. One is a, a, a scroll just listing known things that aren't gods or suspected things that aren't gods. And, and you don't really recognize off the top of the head Rill doesn't recognize at least any of the names. Um, you do find reference halfway down the list to th that there's been speculation about the Great Northern Forest, which would definitely catch Ember's attention because that's where the White Forest is. It's the big Northern Forest. But there's not a lot of detail on that one. Just some fairly cryptic stuff about lines of monarchs and the forest and their crown there might be something not quite natural about how the monarchs of that forest rule the place and, and a lot of talk about how there's more ambient magic there than in other places um besides that you don't recognize any of the entities that have otherwise come up in this particular set of writings uh, you do find some stuff about 
what's been going on since the divine war it's, it's one of those things where someone's come by and updated it every five years to say still no news uh because it's a it's a speculative work written just after the war contemplating that new gods might arise and how you might recognize them if they did and and coming to the conclusion that divine magic is sufficiently distinct from non-divine magic that you would if if you find somebody who is absolutely definitely provably using divine healing magic coming from something that's not a known god then you found a new one and everything after that introductory section is just we thought we found something and we looked into it and we didn't we found a cult over here but they turned out to be an obscure sect of a known god we found some claims over there but that was a dead god and actually they couldn't do that kind of magic anymore they just said they could and there's i mean this goes on for a while there are 30 or 40 entries of we thought we found something but no they're not a god there's just a, a long litany of essentially warlock patrons not turning into gods even if they've claimed to that's that's pretty much what you find you still with us ember well moss may have <laughs> may have dropped off or stepped away for a minute um when they come back we can uh, do any follow-up for that um but in the meantime, does anyone else want to look for things while you're here? Yeah. Um, can Alusha look for information on werewolves? Just trying to think, what section would that be in? What section would Real think it was in? Because, of course, all of this is having to be translated. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe somewhere in the realm of magical animals? Something like that? <laughs> oh, no. Has <laughs> <laughs> confirmed his actual oh, no. gold. Yeah. Not a warlord patron, real god. For the sake of the audience, we have lost Moss because the cat has sat on the computer and now Discord is frozen. <laughs> so, hopefully, we will regain uh, Moss and Ember from the wilds of cat induced <laughs> connection loss. What a little drumlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, magical creatures and, and werewolves. Yeah, you, you can you know where the section is on, on magical creatures. You used to enjoy reading about things from the Feywild when you were, you know, an equivalent of twelve years old. So you, you you know where that section is. You can you can find a book on werewolves. It's not a very large book. Um what would you like to, to learn? Um I would like to learn more about uh werewolf capabilities um and uh in, in in terms of like strength and um and what what have you and uh and then just more about um transformation the transformation process both transforming into and uh transforming back into uh whatever original creature is or was okay so the title that Rill translates for you is The Curse of Lycanthropy. And throughout this volume, being a werewolf is described in, in shorthand as a curse. So the curse is what it, they mostly call it. What stands out to both of you is that this book is, is quite decisive. That werewolves in their wolf forms can't be hurt by non-silver, non-magical weapons. And you remember having fought them that at least the ones you fought, you were successfully fighting with regular weapons, right. which suggests to you, um, at least to Rill, I think it has a higher arcana, um, 
it suggests that this is maybe a new strand of the curse like maybe it's a different origin it's not you have a lycanthropy curse but maybe not this lycanthropy curse would be your best mm-hmm. guess it also makes sense that your your silver signet ring has started to be uncomfortable against your skin um but not burning you as badly as as you get the impression it would be otherwise so you you that that's more weight to say maybe this is a different a different branch of this thing you have right something previously uns, unstudied or at least undocumented or at least not in I, this book yeah, yeah at not least a, book. a different variation on a, on the general theme of lycanthropy than the curse that this book is talking about okay um what in particular are you asking about with regard to transformations um i think one thing that Alusha definitely wants to know is how how much of the uh, original creature is present um, in in terms of like uh, cognizance, um, okay, and, uh, and awareness and uh, recollection. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. The book you found is a bit non-committal on that in that it details you know there's been cases where it's this and cases where it's that in general from what you can you know get from the translation and and you know the the fairly dry textbooky nature of this particular work you get the sort of general narrative of the longer a person is afflicted with lycanthropy the more bestial they become when they transform and the less likely they are to bother transforming back or to maintain their normal life and instead just turn into a ravening hungry creature but then in counterpoint you also it also talks that there sometimes you get entire family lines of werewolves because you can be born with this thing and they appear to you know maybe sometimes someone will go feral but also they're maintaining their position as noble lines and managing their lands and clearly retaining enough of their faculties to do that so it's hard to get a real good predictive read on what's likely to happen to you because it seems that the book wants to say this is terrible and everyone turns into a ravening monster but at the same time has to admit but not always okay that definitely gives alicia a lot to think about Mm. and i and i think i think that uh that aspect in particular makes her pretty um on the on the brood, more brooding and contemplative side of of her of her personality is is definitely coming out, um, and she's uh, seems internally cl- conflicted, um, and uh, uh, kind of she becomes kind of somber. Are you okay? I know that was a lot, but I think we can take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm. I have I have a lot to think about. Um, I'm I'm okay in in the sense of like surface level i'm okay um but uh yeah this is this is definitely a lot to digest um yeah i just yeah this is a lot but i'm okay i guess um there is also in this library if any of you are particularly interested in a what is labeled in undercommon as a foreign languages section which does contain books in a a huge number of languages although often only three or four but you can probably find reading material in any language you might speak. Okay. Um, 
Is there anything in any of uh, Fey languages? Um, do you speak any of them? I speak. Uh, let me double check. One second. Um, I speak Sylvan. Uh, yeah, you can find some stuff in in Sylvan, although it's 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 not a great selection. It's mostly two or three diaries of people who've been into the Feywild. Uh, my dad might have better books on this sort of uh, thing, more at least specific ones. You know, I mean, that's where I got most of my languages from. Yeah. Elvish, Infernal, Sylvan, um, all that kind of stuff. Is there anything in my um, other language? You, you can definitely find several volumes in your mysterious other language or, or variants thereof. Uh, neat. Quite a number, both in the foreign languages section and in some of the sort of more crunchy technical mysteries of Arcana. Any fiction? I don't think there's any fiction, sadly. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, no, there's there's some geography. Oh, interesting. I, I might have a nosy at the geography section. It is mostly geography of various planes. Mm-hmm. You do you do find a beautiful illuminated set of scrolls which are broad overview maps of each of the elemental planes and the prime material plane so you can you can't exactly overlay them because it's not see-through but you can directly compare geography in various places does the cartographer's name ring a bell (sighs) distantly i make a sort of noise something interesting uh just i think i know this guy Really? Real sort of peers over tips over his shoulder and then has to squint and sort of turn his head because he doesn't know how to read whatever this language is. <laughs> yeah, it's written in dwarven script. Yeah, but, but the, it's... it's not dwarven, is it? Unless it's some no. really old sort of... No, no, they're only sort of tendentially related. I mean, look, and I show you the prime material plane and you can clearly see, like, it's like, the names of places will be legible. Mm. Yeah, you can sort of phonetically spell out, although judging by the names on this map, this map is at least 500 years old. Yeah, no, I think I might have met this guy at a party or something. Or something. Or heard of him at a party. I don't know. Rill looks at Tipsickery because their backstory just keeps getting just stranger and stranger in Rill's eyes. <laughs> right. I start poring over some of the other maps, and I'm just like, ah, oh, I can't read half of these. The, the, the Plane of Water has some particularly stupid-sounding names to your ears. I start saying them out loud, they just all... to hear how stupid they sound. <laughs> yeah, to, to everyone else, they, they all just kind of sound like nonsense words in the same strange rumbling syllables as Tupsikari speaks sometimes, but evidently to Tupsikari, these are really funny names. I've never even seen this character used. Who uses this? Who who talks like this? And I, I complain a lot. I, is this diacrits? Why why are there diacrits in this? <laughs> Come out the, and play the, one, the, the podcast where we make fun of diacrits. <laughs> <laughs> we we are a niche, but 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 um. We're our niche. I would listen to us. <laughs> That's it. We we get people in there by saying, oh, it's an all-trans podcast. And then we get in here and it's like, right. But more importantly, listen, right? How am I supposed to shapeshift in these clothes? <laughs> <laughs> to 
be fair, that's a that's a common problem in our party specifically only. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Everyone's got a werewolf in the party. Everyone should have a werewolf in the party. Some groups just don't know it. And they live sad, sad lives. Look around the table. You don't know who the werewolf is. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf was in you all along. <laughs> there are two wolves inside you. One of them wants to play <laughs> D&D. <laughs> <laughs> all, what all these maps do have in common is that all of them are perfectly circular. So just like you're used to maps of your world being circular, these maps of the elemental planes are also discs. Hmm. You've real. You've come over to sort of look at me, looking at these maps, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of um, pause for a bit, and I'm trading my finger over one of the maps that isn't the prime material in sort of the same place as the southernmost tip of this continent. Similar place. Uh huh. Lost in thought. You all right there, buddy? Uh, just memories and such. Homesick? Oh, I mean, no, I mean, my home's more, and I uh, pull out the map of the prime material and I point kind of over towards um, the uh, eastern, northeastern continent. More that way. But you've been there and real points back to where Tip Circuit had been looking. Yeah, well, you know, I've got a mysterious and checkered path. Uh-huh. What plane is that? I can't read this map. Oh, um, this is the, that's the, this is the elemental plane of fire. Just gonna roll this dice for no reason. <laughs> hey, real, how's your, how's your passive insight, buddy? For no reason. 16. Cool. Um, I'd say you probably get the impression when I, like, pointed at the place where I said I was from, like, I was essentially picking at random. Yeah, I kind of... This is a new fiction that I'm weaving under my feet. Sorry? Oh, I said I kind of guessed that even without an insight check. Yeah, well, real doesn't get to benefit from your out-of-character in. Well, that's true. <laughs> He's, he, he and I are equally suspicious of people, then. <laughs> at, at some point while you were having this discussion of maps and places, uh, Vaughn will return, and accompanying him is a young drow woman with this gorgeous long black braid that's been coiled around her head like a crown. And she looks slightly awkward and embarrassed to be there. And Vaughn, however, looks very pleased with himself, sort of beams and says, I'll just I'll just let you two have get get reacquainted. Uh-huh. And goes to politely pretend to peruse a bookshelf. Uh everybody? This is uh, Solistra Matt uh, Epson, or Silas. <laughs> uh, Silas, this is my co-workers. She raises one hand and waves awkwardly. Uh, Tupsikari. Nice to meet you, uh, Tupsikari. Nice of you. What brings you to Kemadosh? The postal service. Wait, that sounds wrong. We are bringing the post. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry yes, Vaughn, Vaughn did say... Um, Hi, Rel. Hi. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I've been traveling. Well, I know that. <laughs> you, t- <laughs> you did tell me that before you left. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you haven't got yourself killed yet. Oh, it's a pretty safe job. Tell her about the slug. <laughs> she 
obviously notices you whispering, but then looks quizzically at Rill in a are you going to translate for me way. Uh, we did run into a, a giant slug uh, once on a job. It was not great. How, how giant is giant? I mean, we do farm them. Well, bigger than the bigger, farm ones? Yes, yes, a, a quite a bit yeah. bigger than the farm ones. Real sort of makes a attempts to make a gesture to how big these things are with his arms and just she she shudders. I never I never liked the slime on those things. Yeah, their their tongues are not great. <sighs> it licked you? Well, it licked these two more and real sort of gestures to Alusha and uh Ember and Tipsicker, I think. Everybody else pretty much got licked by the... This conversation is in Undercommon, right? This is all happening in Undercommon. Yeah. Oh, real realizes as he gestures to everybody else, realizes he just... Do they have no idea what to say? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He switches Ember's back. just, was... like, cheerfully waving, like, oh, I've been gestured at. <laughs> oh, yes, this is me. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was telling her about the slug. Uh, he's he's switching back to common now. Uh, she says, maybe I should learn over common so I can um, understand your stories better. <laughs> well, it's something to do, I suppose. Yeah, I did think about coming adventuring, but I don't know. I think I like being home, at least at the moment. Well, it is nice to be back. Are you staying? I, mean, I guess not, if you're with your post people. No, I, uh, I mean, maybe a, a couple more hours, but beyond that, then, okay. you know, we have to. Well, at least I can, I can tell mum and dad that I saw you and then I spoke to you and you're alive. You haven't <laughs> turned into a giant slug. No. <laughs> can, I, can I use my mad, my, mad, my mad high insight skills to decipher the relationship between these two? You can certainly roll an insight check. Um, how about a one? On that insight roll. You are completely thrown off by this happening in a language you don't speak. Mm. Seems awkward. That's about as much as you get. <laughs> but then everything here has seemed awkward. Silas kind of... Well, if you do plan on coming back, just let us know. I'm going to be fussed at because you didn't come to dinner. These guys outside will all get eaten by fire beetles or something. <laughs> okay, well, I can, I can, I can tell them that that's why. Just, yeah, they'd, they'd like to have you around again. Yeah. Okay, I was just making your dad happy and mine happy, so... Right, yeah. Um, I'll Unless you want to go and get something to eat or something, but you've got your friends, it's a bit... I don't want to feel like a third wheel, or fourth and fifth. Right. Uh, next time, then. Next time. I'll, yeah, I'll make sure it's not slug. <laughs> Thanks. She waves much less awkwardly than she did saying hello and kind of wanders back out and thanks Vaughn on her way out for letting, you, letting her know you were here and then takes herself off. And Vaughn kind of looks after her slightly disappointed, but then straightens himself up and resolves to put a brave face on it and comes and says, so uh, I hope you haven't been too bored waiting in the library. Was that in Overcom? That, that was in Overcom. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I say, no, I've been going over these maps Oh, the elemental ones. They're very nicely done, aren't they? Is the cartographer still around? He um, checks the name, which is a, a dwarven-style name, and says, no, I don't think so. It would have been too long ago. He'd be, uh, ooh. No, he'd have to be 
at least 600 by now. Now he'll, he'll be long gone. Fair enough. Why? You interested in his work? Uh, no, just thought I might um, have heard his... I think he might have met my mum. The name rings a bell. Oh, well, fair enough. Hmm. He, he was a very well-travelled gentleman. It seems so. Although not all of this is based off personal observation, of course. A lot of this is pulled together from maps that he acquired in his journeys. So I think he did go to each of the planes to do his work. Hmm. Must be fascinating. Hmm. Don't you read this? It says, you must be well-travelled yourself. Oh, no, I just uh, specifically have picked up um, uh, Primordial. Oh, well. Ignorant, particularly. Uh, that will serve you in good stead if you go into the arcane arts. I, um, or if there's any post to be delivered to the fire plane, eh? <laughs> I think he did just see me as a dragonborn, right? I think, I think he saw me. A glimpse, do... yeah. yeah. That's I... a fair point. Or go, go further into them, should I say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, much of a wizard, but I, I dabble. Ah, you must be one of the, the sorceress kind. Guilty as charged? Mm, well, learning never did anyone any harm, whether you need a spellbook or not. That's true. I've got a primal divination in my bag right now. There you are, you see. Good to be learning things. Mm-hmm. That's right, you had a friend who needed divination materials, didn't you, Ril? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what level she's at. Above basic, but beyond that, I I don't know. Hmm. Did she need materials? Did she need teachers? Uh, I can't... I don't don't think I can recommend she come here, obviously, but... uh, No, I wouldn't say. I may be able to... If you can put me in touch with her, I could correspond at least uh maybe she lives in a place that's a little off the beaten track so um i'll ask her about it and and see what we can do do i'm not quite as as inward looking as some of my colleagues in the divination department so i'd I'd like to do what i can especially if she's a friend of yours Yeah, thanks. I, I'm sure she would appreciate it. But beyond that, maybe scrolls? Anything anything like that primer we picked up, maybe? Yes, it's difficult without, without knowing how talented she is. But um, yeah, no, I, and I can't really send things out of the library. The best thing would be to um, give her that primer you've got. Give her my details and um, I can perhaps procure some things for her and, and uh, maybe next time you come to make deliveries, I can we can make an exchange. But uh, without knowing more details, I don't. I, I I don't think it would be a good idea to just send scrolls off into the wilderness that may be of no use to her. Hmm. Well, she had some skill with minor illusions, but I, I don't know if that tells you anything. No, uh, no, those are very simple. All right. Well. Oh, well. Yes. Uh, you you know my address. Yes, very Hasn't much changed. so. Knacker, probably getting short on time before you need to, to leave the city again, I'm afraid. Uh, is there anything I can show you before you go? Mm, anything you think they might enjoy, you know, being visitors. We don't, don't really get a lot, do we? 
kind of looks at the motley group of you and is kind of struggling to think of anything that all of you might be interested in. I, I, you know what? Let's just head back towards the gate and I will buy you all lunch. That's very kind of you. Or at least some coffee before you go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he looks just totally am, baffled by Eddie. I am delighted by the prospect of more Dwarven, of more brown um, coffee. We'll politely not mention the deeply dubious look he's getting from the others. Take you back towards the gate, and, and the guards, as soon as they see you, are kind of waiting impatiently for you to go back outside where you belong. Um, so rather than take you in and, and sit, he will buy you coffee from a stall and take Rill aside and kind of give you a little parental lecture on looking after yourself and not getting too much sunlight and not getting sunburn and eating your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Most of it is all the same things he was telling you before you left in the first place. Uh-huh. And Silas said next time that her parents would want to have you for dinner. So. At least try for me. I will. It was a very good match. I know. I know it is. Her family's very nice. It's not, it's not urgent. You know, you're both still young, but we do have to keep up the appearance of still being committed to it. Right. I know. All right. I trust you. Pats you on the shoulder. Gives you a little hug. I hug him back fondly and just... Smile at him before I leave. He will, allow, he will let you go and wave as you pass the guards and then turn and go back into the city. You are back outside. Um, having had dwarven coffee that you may, sorry, drow coffee, which you may or may not have enjoyed. And it is now, I mean, it's hard for any of you to know what time it is. Um, but it's after lunchtime, before sleep time, sometime in the afternoon, probably. There is someone actually waiting just inside the gate holding a stack of letters in one hand with his arms was tapping it against their arm and they just kind of watch you walk past and then as you're passing one of the guards says something and they stand and go excuse me excuse me uh, yes are you the couriers oh uh, yes that's us letters oh been all around the city gathering these this morning let's make you. a bit of a guess at your tariffs so i'm hoping i've got it right uh, he's got a couple of letters for Shell Bay and some more for things that are on the other side of the mountains, so either in Broadland or even further afield. He has got for you more gold than they, they actually you need for All for right. this. I'll, um, I'll count out what we need and then give the rest back to him. Dex, that's a very nice tip. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you now have another uh, seven letters to go to various places. Uh, he waves over his shoulder disappears back into the city. Job done. All right. Would you like to hang around or are you heading back up to the surface? Right, I reckon we should probably head. I mean, I think we've been dawdling a bit on this route. All done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really else interesting down here unless you want to see uh, the magma flows. But beyond that, I think we can head back up. We'll see the magma flows another time, probably. I think no, I don't reckon we'll make it back to Shell Bay tonight, I shouldn't think. It's a couple of days' journey to Shell Bay, so you could, you could get halfway there if you camped, if you did some oh, yeah. walking in darkness, but you wouldn't make it all the way. Yeah, maybe we can make it to the river. Yeah, probably. 
Um, I think we're actually out of time for the episode. Yeah, I think this is a great place to stop. Yeah, so we'll stop here and then you can, as you are wending your long, slow way uphill for several miles, but only about 400 feet, back to the surface world and we'll, we'll pick up there. You do at least now know that I speak Ignan, so I can stop referring it to, to it as my mysterious language. Yes, I'm so excited. We now know what the heck it is.